and welcome to the Fantasyland Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shorten, and we are right in the thick of it now. We are doing all of our drafts. Um, obviously, we have gone through the different sleepers last week. We've gone through all the different tiers. If you follow me on on um, on TikTok, you'll see all of my different takes, all the different questions, this player of this person, uh, XYZ, different preseason things. Uh, it's been, been pretty cool. And obviously, this is, for me anyway, I, I find this the most exciting part of the fantasy basketball season. It's where we get to build our team. It's where we get to um, grab players that we've been eyeing off for a number of months now, even going in towards the back end of last year, players that you've been wanting to own, but you just haven't been able to get onto your teams for whatever reason. So the last in, in the series of the sleepers and bus, obviously sleepers last week, we're going to do bus this week. So um, we're going to run through one for each position, point guard through to center, and talk about the different people that I think are busts. So why I hesitated there is because bust is, um, is a, it's a negative term. It's, it's a term that you that you would refer to somebody who is just not good, which is not the case um, for what I'm about to talk about. It's a a bust is somebody who is not going to live up to the position that you have um, potentially drafted them at. Um, and there are concerns, which I'm obviously going to speak through. Um, the reason why I wanted to kind of preface that off the top is because the number one guy here I've got is Ja Morant. Um, ja Morant is somebody who I personally think is a is a bust and has been a bust for fantasy basketball and I'll stress that I'm talking fantasy basketball since he's um, since he started in the NBA he's a flashy player he's a marquee player for the Grizzlies um, he is going to be a future stud if not a current stud in the NBA he has a bit that he needs to work on, on the defensive side and um, bringing out his range as well as obviously being able to to connect at the stripe but from a fantasy aspect, I think that there is just too many holes. He is really good um, whenever he is distributing the rock. Seven assists is, is great. Um, he does turn it over three and a half times a game or just over three times a game. Doesn't do much in the defensive end. I think he only had, I think he had under um, still last still last year. He definitely had under a steal in his rookie year. Um, doesn't block, um, doesn't connect from deep. Uh, 45% from the field and under 20 points per game. And yeah, look, he real life, he's, he's going to be a really good player. But for fantasy, where you're drafting him is is crazy. Um, he's going in the 30s to 40 range. Um, I was speaking to a friend of mine earlier who's thinking about taking him um, at the turn of the tw- 24 and 25 in nine category leagues. And um, I mean, great for my team uh, because I'm not going to have him and I think he's wasted a pick there. But... I think that it's it's just silly. I I, I told him that, and um, it's not, at that point you want to get players who are going to um, help you out across the board. Um, Jam Rent is effectively a glorified assist specialist. Um, I would much rather I'd feel a lot more comfortable taking a CJ McConnell at the end of your draft, where you're going to get assists and you're going to get steals. That's pretty much it. Um, rather than spending a third or fourth rounder on Jar Morant, whenever um, he really does just contribute in assists, and yeah, he's going to get you close to 20 points a game. But I'll stream the points off the waivers if I need to, or I'll grab a shooter later on if I need to grab that. So, um, scathing. Um, it's it. it there's people that are in my leagues that are going to listen to this and they're going to take Jar and that's fine. Uh, I'm not that sort of a guy. I just don't see the value there. And I think that 
where you're drafting him. It just doesn't make sense. Last year, he finished outside the top 200 um, for for per game value. Um, that does take into account the fact that he missed you know, nine games with injury, but it's just not there. His fantasy aspect in category leagues is just not there. In points leagues, I get it. Um, yeah, he's, he's okay. Um, but yeah, for categories, it's not for me. And I would be... Um, I would be suggesting that people don't take him until probably 70 or 80 at the earliest, which, yeah, he's probably going to be gone at that point, but your team will be better for it. Um, At the two guard. So I might have to... Might have to flex. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's... Listed as a two guard in some on some platforms, but I'm going to go with Kyrie Irving. It's an obvious pick, um, but it needs to be said. Kyrie Irving, as it currently sits, is reportedly unvaccinated. Um, what that means for fantasy is that he well he plays in a state which is mandating vaccinations, um, and I, correct me if I'm slightly wrong here, but um, New York is mandated vaccinations, which means that Kyrie can't take the court and play in home games. That's 41 games gone. They've got a one away game to the Knicks um, in the same stadium, obviously. It's another game gone. They've got um, two games away to Golden State. That's another mandated um, area that he can't take the court in and Toronto as well. So that's 45 games at Kyrie Irving. Before injuries, before he, because we we know that he um, has gripes with management. We know that he has gripes online, and he he probably has some things that he needs to sort out. To be fair, but from a fantasy aspect, we know that he's going to miss time through injury, through rest, whatever. Um, but he's already missing forty five games going into the year, and let's say he does play every single other game, that's still not enough to hit the value at 25 to 30 for where Kyrie Irving's going to go. If he played every single game, Kyrie would be a top five player. He is such a good basketballer, but the thing is, is that he knows that he's a good basketballer, and he just wants to be there for finals. He does not care about the regular season, which is when fantasy basketball is on. So, what that means for us is steer clear of Kyrie Irving. Again, he's not somebody that I'm going to be touching until we get to like 100. If you're in a league where he's slipping and you want to take a punt on him, and um, I mean, he would obviously be a game changer late in your draft, but it's just too risky for me and it's not somebody that I want to go anywhere near. Um, at the three, we are going to go with... We're going to go with Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant is somebody who I can see the appeal in. Um, I can understand why you would want him. Um, he is in a team that is not very good and he is, well, before this year, he was the marquee player, I suppose. Um, and that all usually bodes well for fantasy. Um, usage, um, looks, people talking about your sexy name, all this sort of stuff. Um, Jeremy Grant is somebody who I think is going to struggle um, this year. Their team is deeper than what it was last year. They've obviously got Cade Cunningham coming in. He's going to be demanding the rock. Um, they've got um, they've got Isaiah Stewart, who I think is going to take a step up. They've got Kelly Olenek coming in, who is going to... Um, they've already spoken about how he's going to be a high-usage guy as well. Whether that's off the, off the bench or otherwise, he's still going to get his touches and he stretches the floor really well. Jeremy Grant, he had a good year, 25, 
five and five or close to twenty five five and three maybe. Um, a couple of triples, percentages weren't great, and he usually or whenever he was in Denver, um, he had some really good defensive stats. The same in OKC, he had good defensive stats. He didn't bring that to the table when he was popping on the offensive end, which hurt his fantasy value. He finished just inside the top 100. He's going around about 70 at the moment, and I just think that that's too rich um, for somebody who is due to regress. He is going to get better as a player. He is still young, uh, somewhat young, but Kay Cunningham, as I said, he is going to be the guy there, um, and I think that the young core that they've got, um, Killian Hayes, Hamadou Diallo, these guys are going to need touches. Um Jeremy Grant realistically is not going to be in their in their window for championships, so they're going to develop their young guys, and he's going to be, um, I suppose, the the veteran head. So yeah, he's going to get his. Yeah, he's going to put up numbers, um, and yeah, he may even have a similar year to last year. But that's still not good enough for top seventy value where he's currently going. So I am fading on Jeremy Grant until you get closer to a hundred. But I get it if you want to take him earlier. Um, I just I. Don't see the value being there um, for that pick. Um, I would much rather... Let me put it to you another way. I'd much rather take one of the sleepers that I mentioned last week in the 70s to 80s range um, than taking a Jeremy Grant where if you if you think about it, he's just his production is just not going to be there. It, it, it shouldn't be there. If it is there, then I'll be absolutely surprised. I'll eat my hat and it just doesn't make too much sense that he's going to have a, a year repeating last year or a year better than last year. Um, moving on to on to power forward. So I've got I've got Zion Williamson here. Um, he he's obviously a hot name. He is the marquee player for, for New Orleans. He is he is going to get better. He's just young. Everybody knows he like everybody looks at him and goes, Yeah, but what happens if he improves his assists? What happens if he, he blocks so many shots in college? Why can't he improve his uh his blocks and all this sort of stuff? That's not what my concern is. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that he's gonna be able to um, add any sort of range to his shot, maybe a deep two, but he's not going to be able to add a three-point shot, um, especially this year. Um, he's not great from the line. He His assists were a surprise last year. Um, he got more than I expected, but that's purely from a passing out of um, out of the inside and passing down the court. Like, yeah, those are, those are good, except it's not a staple for him building on playmaking um, and his defensive stats. Will get there, um, or they might get there, but he's he is slow. He is explosive, but it takes him a second to go. Um, I my biggest concern about Zion is his health. We've already seen that he's hurt himself um, as minor as it was. We saw him hurt himself in the even before the preseason started. If New Orleans want to make a run at the playoffs, which they need to, um, they need to make a run at the playoffs. Otherwise, they risk losing Zion. Uh, similar situation to AD, then they need Zion for the postseason. The only way they're going to get Zion for the postseason is to manage his minutes and to manage his health throughout the year. There's no possible way that they get there if he misses a month or two with injuries mid-year. He's just too important to them. So I think that Zion's minutes are going to definitely have be impacted um, when he does play, and I do think that he's going to rest games here and there as well. 
I reckon he could miss up to 20 games this year. Um, and if that's the case, you've got to knock him down from where he's going somewhere in like the, the 20s and 30s at the moment. Um, I would be knocking him down to after 50 because you just can't have that sort of games missed on your team. Like you, you need to have games played. There's no point having somebody who, yeah, they might get you 20 and 10 over um, each night for a four-game week. But if they're missing one game out of that week, you're getting... 60 and 30 as opposed to the um, 80 and 40 that you were expecting, if that makes sense. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, availability is, and health is probably the the cornerstone to having a successful team. Um, you will struggle to find someone who has had their first, one of their first three go down um, and still be successful throughout the year. You hear a lot of people say, if my team was healthy, if my team was healthy, if my team was healthy, which is fine, but there are warning signs there. And yeah, if you want to take Zion, I get it. Again, he is a he's a good player. He is going to anchor you whenever it comes to um, to points. He's going to get you a lot. He's going to anchor you whenever it comes to field goal as well, because all he does is just jam it down, and it is great to watch. New Orleans are a cool team to watch as well. So you want to have players that you want to watch, but the warning signs are there that he is going to miss games, proceed with caution, and that's probably all I have to say on the matter. Um, and then finally, let's talk about the five. So um, funnily enough, this is actually a guy that I'm contemplating taking. So I, if you follow me on, on TikTok, you'll know that in one of my drafts, probably, probably one of my main drafts, um, I've been doing this one for over a decade now, and I've got, um, unfortunately, I've got pick 12 in a 12-teamer. It's not the pick that I want. Um, I definitely think this year there is a lot to be said about having an early pick, a pick one, two, and three. Um, pick one and two, I, I think, stand out above everybody else. Um, being Jokic and Harden for mine in category leagues. Um, but whenever you get to three through to 12, that gap is is quite small. So Joel Embiid is the guy I'm talking about. He's somebody who I do think is going to slide to me. Um, and if he does, I I think when you get to your, towards the end of your first round, that 12, that 13, if you're in a deeper league than that, 16, 20, 30, um, you gotta, you got to go for upside. you got to shoot for upside. Ben Simmons, he is as good as gone. Um, he's either not going to play or he's going to get traded and he's going to get traded for um, for cents on the dollar. And all that means is that Joel Embiid is going to absolutely smash. Obviously, his health is the biggest concern, so I'm going to take safer and healthier players towards my middle and later rounds just to hopefully combat that a bit. But at 12, I'm punting for the upside. Um or I shouldn't say punting, um, I'm shooting for the upside. The The reason why Joel Embiid is in the bust is because it is a risk. He We know what he can do whenever he's on the court. He was, I think, the sixth round or sixth rated player per game value, but then he dropped closer to 20 whenever you, you take into account the, the missed games. He hasn't played more than, I think, maybe 65 games throughout his entire NBA career. Um, and to be honest, I, I kind of forecast that going into this year as well. Um, they need him in the postseason to be successful. So, yeah, um, I am expecting 15, maybe even 20 games missed. But, again, I'm going for upside for whenever he's on the court that he's going to be a game changer. I do think that he could be in the conversation of MVP this year. 
and he is going to be somebody who is absolutely smashing it whenever he is on the court. That being said, he gets injured, he goes down, and he's going to take time to recover. He's a big guy. We've seen that he, when he goes down, he does take time. He doesn't tend to play on injured um, on in, on an injured body. Um, so that's where the bust part comes into it. He is has the capability of being a top five guy. He has the capability of being top one guy, to be honest. He shoots well from the field, obviously, great from the line, shoots a couple of triples, rebounds fantastically. I think he had maybe two and a half assists, um, which is not terrific, but you can't win them all. Steals well, blocks well, um, turns the ball over a bit for a big man, but again, you can't win them all and it's going to get you nearly 30 points a game. So the upside is absolutely there, um, but obviously the risk of him missing games is is there as well. So proceed with caution. Again, I feel like this shouldn't be called the bus. I feel like it should be called the proceed with caution because besides Kyrie, maybe just proceed with caution for all of these guys. But yeah, Zion, um, not Zion, Joel Embiid is somebody who is an intriguing one. He depending on what website you're on, and I've got more of that in the in the draft guide, depending on um, what website you're on, he's ranked as high as six. Um, and others, he's ranked as low as 19, taking into account his injuries. So I'm going to take him at 12 if he's there. Um, I think arguably, if you're depending on who you're looking to get with your second pick, if you're getting somebody healthy, then you, you take the risk at that point. Um, but yeah, Joel Embiid, proceed with caution. Um, I'm going to put a... I'm not going to talk about Kemba Walker because I've spoken about him enough. I think we all know about Kemba Walker's body. The other one I'm going to talk about is Kelly Olenek. So Kelly Olenek last year, he absolutely slayed it in, in Houston. The caveat I will say is that Houston didn't play a lot of their good players. Obviously, Christian Wood went down. Um, John Wall went down. So the usage has to go somewhere. Kelly Olenek was the guy who got that and he played really, really well. And people are taking that into account when they're drafting him this year. He is going in the 70s and 80s, which I think, yeah, maybe. Maybe he's got that as an upside, but it's just, it's Kelly Olenek we're talking about here. He has never been this guy. So unless he is getting full usage, which he's not going to get in Detroit, as I said, they've got Cade Cunningham. They've got Jeremy Grant. They've got these young guys that they want to develop. Um, Isaiah Stewart is going to take um, a, a fair bit of usage as well. These guys are in their uh, in their timeline for for success. Kelly Olynyk, Jeremy Grant are not. So proceed with caution with Kelly Olynyk. If you need boards and threes later, he's going to be safe for that. He's probably going to get you a block, block and a half as well. He's a good player. Like he's. He's fine, except he's not this top 70 guy that everybody is is going on about. If he is, again, I'll eat my hat. I could be eating multiple hats here. But Kelly Olenek is the probably the, the sixth man of this bust proceed with caution team because I just don't think that at his draft point, he is going to hit that value. I think he's going to be a plus 100 guy. I won't be taking him. There is, again, at that 70 point, there is guys who I absolutely want to take and guys that I'm going to be reaching on. Again, spoke about a few of those guys last week, speak about more of them on TikTok as well as in this um, the, the kind of mini draft guide cheat sheet that I've got, um, which is up on Etsy. Um, so hopefully, hopefully that will help you guys out. But again, 
if I'm going to, similar to last week, if I'm going to rank these guys as to who um, the bust potential um, and the proceed with caution potential, then I would say Ja Morant is at, is at number one because he's just not going to get that value. Um, number two, I would say... Actually, no. Number one by a country mile is Kyrie Irving. What am I talking about? Kyrie Irving is just not going to hit that value. Number two, Ja Morant. Again, proceed with caution. Um, Kyrie Irving, just don't draft. Um, number three, we're probably going to say Jeremy Grant because his percentages really weren't there last year and his defensive stats weren't there either, at least with Zion Williamson, who I'd say is next. Um there is so much room to grow. He just needs to stay healthy and healthy is, yeah, healthy in itself could be a category. Um, but if I'm banking on Zion Williamson staying healthy and playing enough games to, not so much staying healthy, banking on him playing enough games to maintain value, I'm banking on that as opposed to Jeremy Grant all of a sudden being a stud. Um, and then finally, the Joel Embiid. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Olenek, then Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, he, I think if Ben Simmons is gone, they're going to need him to play to win games. Their team's not that deep. Um, so he will play as many games as he can. Um, but obviously, the risk of him rolling an ankle or hurting his back or anything is real. So again, proceed with caution for him. But um, I alluded to it a little bit throughout there. I've got a draft guide up on Etsy. Um, hopefully, by the time it's this issues with uh, with the Etsy store at the moment. Uh, hopefully, by the time this goes up, it is all good. Um, again, I'll put the link in the description here. Follow us on TikTok, follow us on Instagram, um, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening. Make sure you click the button if you are new here. If you're not, thank you again for, for listening and good luck with your drafts if they are this weekend. And talk to you next week. Bye.